This is Talk of the Town on Magic 590, also heard on 100.5. Plus, we're now heard on two signals in the Glens Falls, Lake George area, 1410 AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Bob Cudmore. Joining us is Patrick Madden, who's the mayor of Troy, New York. We're now finally here in the wintertime, Mayor. How did Troy fare during the big storm? I think we fared pretty well. Our crews have been uh, diligently working since uh, Saturday evening, just before the snow started. But, um, you know, not just the snow, but the the cold, uh, the extreme cold and the wind have added to the challenge of, of keeping the roads clean uh, but the streets are passable. I drove through a couple other communities this uh, uh, this past couple of days, and they all look pretty much the same. Uh, some of this snow looks like it's going to be here until until the thaw. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Um, and we can do a lot of things on this program, but we can't predict the future. So let me just mention we're recording this Tuesday. Uh, you haven't had any water main breaks. Not as of this point. Uh, knock on wood. <laughs> knock on wood. I did see um, pictures of you in the media. Uh, you were at uh, Unity House uh, helping out there. What What is Unity House? Well, Unity House is one of our stellar nonprofit organizations in the city. It's been around probably 50 years at this point. They provide a an, an array of services to the lower-income community. Yesterday, I was there with kids from the Youth Build program, and we were helping serve the noon meal. That's a meal that Unity House provides every weekday uh, at about 11, starting at about 1130 in the morning. Um, it was a good turnout, um, though not the best turnout I've seen. I think a lot of people stayed home because of the cold. Mm. Does Unity House uh, house people as a shelter or no? Yeah, uh, they don't. Um, they don't house people uh, directly. Uh, they, I'm sorry, they do have a domestic violence shelter, but for the most part, they uh, have supportive apartments. So they rent apartments and provide services for people who. Uh, might need any of uh, an array of uh, of services. Does Troy have a code blue shelter? Yes, we do. Uh, Joseph's House and Shelter is a code blue shelter. I imagine it was pretty busy. I think they've been very busy lately, unfortunately. Another uh, topic uh, in the news, something different. Uh, presidential candidate, U.S. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, appears to be running for president, and is making her campaign headquarters in Troy. Uh, what do you think about that? And do you support her candidacy? I do. I, I think it's I think it's great news for the city of Troy. It's uh, another um, uh, another uh, putting us on the map. Another mm-hmm. uh, incident that puts us on the map. Uh, I like the senator. I find her to be exceptionally smart. Um, I think she's a compassionate person. I think she's in touch with the issues in our community. Uh, I also think she's tough and um, and will do the right thing even when it's difficult. So, uh, yes, I do support her. I think she's the right person to restore dignity to the office and to restore our standing as a leader on the world stage. What will it mean to have her headquarters there? I mean, we, Well, that's a good question. <laughs> no. I've never had a presidential headquarters in the city of Troy. I suspect uh, it would be more feet on the street, more people in town that will patronize our restaurants and – our unique shops. Um, I think it uh, will bring more media to the city, uh, depending on how long it goes. Uh, you, you know, it'll it'll play nicely with all the summer events that we offer. So we're exciting, excited to see what that does look like. But I think it'll support the businesses. Where is it, or what building did she? It's. Uh, I understand it's in the Freer Building, which is right in the heart mm-hmm. of the downtown. Okay. Uh, old year, new year. Uh, we're not that far into 2019. I'd like to ask you what you see as the accomplishments in the city of Troy in 2018. 
Well, we, we've uh, continued to rack up successes in restoring our fiscal foundation. So our credit outlook was raised by Moody's again in, in 2018. That's the second time in two years. Um, we finished 2017 with a modest surplus, and I suspect that uh, the same will be true for 18. Uh, we continue to enjoy the state controller's approval of our budgeting practices and fiscal management. Our risk rating dropped again in 18. That's three years in a row. Um, I know none of that is terribly sexy to the average mm, listener right. here, but it's essential, and it's uh, what I promised uh, that I would do. The more exciting stuff uh, is the Ingalls Ave boat launch is finally underway. I think that's been kicking around for about uh, 20 years, and uh, we expect to complete that in March of this year. The renovation of the seawall is now 40 percent complete. They've uh, wound down, mostly wound down operations mm. for the winter, but – uh, it is on time and it's on budget. The South Troy Roadway, another project that's been kicking around for about 20 years. We completed surveys this year. We've begun acquisitions, acquisition of roadbed. And the first phase of construction will go out to bid this winter for construction uh, starting later this year. Um, we've got new leadership in the police department. They're working with the uh, community members and the African-American clergy to advance the goals and philosophy of community policing. We've also begun working with disability rights at, adv, activists mm -hmm. uh, so that uh, all of our residents and visitors can have uh, unfettered access to the services we offer. Um, we facilitated a group of citizens to develop our first solid waste plan that prepares us for a future of, I think, diminishing options with respect to solid waste and um, uh, trying to be more uh, more conscious and more responsible toward planet Earth. Um, and we also made considerable improvements to our municipal golf course, both in terms of uh, new management and new equipment. And I think the uh, the results have been outstanding there in year one. So those are, mm -hmm. uh, you know, those are some, some big items, not all of them, but those are the big ones that, that are exciting. You mentioned the state controller. I believe the controller last year found the Troy budget reasonable, but suggested a different source of revenue as opposed to borrowing should be found to buy new equipment. Right. Have you made any steps in that direction? Well, uh, let me give you a little uh, municipal finance 101 here. Oh, okay. Every year we put together a capital plan that's part of our budget. The capital plan uh, lays out capital expenditures that we want to make over the succeeding five years. So that might include purchase of vehicles or, or equipment as well as repair uh, or acquisition of facilities. So examples might include buying a fire truck or or renovating a pool. These capital expenditures can be funded either by bond proceeds, which is borrowing, or by cash, which comes out of your general fund. We've been funding our capital expenditures with bond funds almost exclusive, uh, almost exclusively, mm -hmm. largely because ca cash is so tight at this time. Ideally, we should rely more on cash and less on borrowing. Uh, that's what the controller is recommending, uh, though they do recognize that we can't do it at this time, uh, but they do urge us uh, that as resources permit, we move in that direction. And that's something we're entirely comfortable with. We're in complete agreement with the controller in that regard. And um, over the next couple of years, as resources permit us, we, we will move in that direction. Can you use a little bit of cash? We do. We, do. we use a little bit of cash to, just to show the good faith. Right. Uh, but but largely right now it is borrowed funds. And I, uh, Just another point. We don't borrow beyond the useful life of the asset that we're purchasing. So, mm. for example, a police vehicle typically has a useful life of three years. So if we borrow to buy a, a police vehicle, we only borrow on a three-year term so that we don't get in growing 
uh, debt. Mm. And again, uh, we were looking back at uh, 2018. We're in 2019. What uh, challenges uh, do you see ahead here? Oh, I think uh, the, the same challenges continue, though we've made a lot of progress on the fiscal front. Um, I, I do like to remind people we're not out of the woods yet. They're, they're probably sick of me saying this. We're not out of the woods yet, but we're on the right path. We're going in the right direction. So we may need to maintain uh, our fiscal discipline. We need to be smart about the debt we're undertaking. We need to be smart about how we spend money. Um, that's probably our, continues to be our biggest challenge is just trying to to meet the needs uh, that we have out there with the resources that we have available without um, – Uh, getting our heads underwater. Joining us is Patrick Madden, the mayor of Troy, New York. Mayor Madden was elected to office in uh, 2015. Is this an election year for your office? This is. 2019 is an election year. Well, the obvious question, are you going to run for (laughs) re-election? Well, we haven't made a decision or a statement uh, in that regard yet, but we uh, expect to have something to say uh, soon, probably by month's end. Oh, the end of January? Of the end of January, yep. Okay. Um, one issue that you know attracted a lot of uh, attention, you haven't had much to say about it, um, but I was just going to ask you, just for the record, if you will, the city council president in uh, Troy has been uh, charged, and your office has had no comment on uh, Republican Carmelo Mantello being charged with drunken driving and harassment in Clifton Park, calling it a personal matter. Do you still uh, stand by that statement? I do, absolutely. I I believe that the people of Troy elected me to address uh, the challenges that the city is facing and to chart a path for the future, and that's what I'm focused on. Uh, I wish the council president and her family nothing but the best as they work through this matter. Mm. Fire chief. Uh, the Troy Fire Chief is retiring. That's Thomas Garrett, or has he retired? He has retired. Last week was his last day on the job. Mm. So you, uh, he was in office a long time. Oh, yes, goodness. I think he came on staff in 1979, if, if I'm uh, correct in that. Wow. So he, you know, he's had a very long and distinguished queer career in the city of Troy, uh, and now he'll get some well-deserved time to relax a little bit. He... he uh, left the department in very good shape, and I'm very grateful for that. Mm. You will need to uh, select a new fire chief, or the mayor appoints the fire chief? That's correct. In Troy, uh, the fire chief uh, is part of the civil service system, so it is a tested uh, position. Um, We will work within that system, and right now I'm in the process of doing some interviews, and I'd like to make uh, an appointment relatively soon. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and do you think it will likely come from the ranks of the fire department? I, I think it's uh, I think it's a, a better than even chance that that's true. Okay. Uh, somehow, a uh, new fire chief, that's often the case, it just seems to me. Uh, the police chiefs sometimes come from afar and come to change things. They do. So in, the, in the city of Troy, both the police and fire chiefs are civil service positions. So... Uh, we need to work within um, within the systems, the tested systems, and we don't have exactly the same flexibility that other communities might have. Uh, but it does give you the assurance that the person appointed uh, has um, has the ability to well to at least pass the test to to show mm-hmm. well on the test. Okay, and in public safety, also you have new. Uh, police officers. Can you tell us about that? That's right. Last week, I think it was uh, last Monday, we added two new recruits to the, de- to the department. 
they're already off in the Zone 5 Academy where they'll receive about six months of training. Uh, then they return to Troy for a couple more months of in-service training. In-service training is where they accompany another officer on patrol. So they'll they'll get a couple months' experience out on the street with a um, with a mentor, if you will. Um, so it's going to be a while before we see them cruising the streets on their own. Mm. Is the police department up to full strength, or we're a few members short at this point, and we'll be making some more appointments shortly, uh, probably um, early February. Mm. Our Police officer of salaries paid for by the city of Troy, or is there, are there any federal money for that? There, there oh, I be, wish there was federal money. <laughs> no, that's that's all on the Troy taxpayers. The um, city of Troy has joined with other uh, capital district uh, cities in suing pharmaceutical companies that make and promote the use of opioid drugs. What do you hope this uh, suit will accomplish? Well, I uh, you know I think it's important to note that this uh, entire tragedy was preventable. We're coming now to understand that the drug companies and their distributors knew of the addictive nature of uh, this class of drugs. And they either denied those uh, that information or they obfuscated the reports that showed that. Um, I that It's just unconscionable to me that they acted in this way. And it was all in the pursuit of profits. And you know, lives were lost, families were devastated, and communities around the country paid out tens if not hundreds of millions of dollars dealing with the impact of this current uh, addiction epidemic. So, uh, you know, we recognize no litigation can hope to restore everything that was lost. But uh, this case, in my mind, has two important objectives. The first is to recover some of the financial costs borne by taxpayers. Uh, And secondly, and, and maybe even more importantly, it sends a message to the pharmaceutical companies that their behavior was grossly irresponsible and that we won't stand for it, not this time and and not in the future. What expenses did the city of Troy incur? There are a lot of public safety um, expenses relative to people who are addicted. Um, That's that's the most significant cost uh, to a city. Counties have uh, greatly more expenses uh, in terms of um, addiction Mm -hmm. services, um, mm-hmm. public service, things of that nature. The cost is just, it's staggering uh, what this did to communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, another uh, topic, parking meters. Parking meters are being upgraded in Troy. Uh, what are the features of these upgraded meters? Well, uh, we're doing it in part because the current meters are over a decade old and the electronics are both outdated and, and worn out. So these upgrades, uh, obviously, they'll be more reliable, but they'll permit us to add features that make it easier for people to park in the city. Um, You may be able to park uh, over an app on your phone. Um, So, uh, you know, if you're running late in a meeting rather than running out of the meeting meeting to put more quarters in the meter or holding your breath and crossing your fingers, um, you can pull out your phone and and recharge the meter from wherever you're sitting. And ideally, um, Mm -hmm. in the future, you could use that app maybe to to identify where uh, open spots are within the city. So we're, you know, we're moving our parking parking meter program into the 21st century with this. You have the app already or that's coming down the pike? That's coming down the pike, yep. But right now, I mean, are you still using the meters where you put in the quarters and You can so put forth? in uh, quarters or a credit card or a debit card. Mm-hmm. Do you have it 
where it's like a whole block maybe has one central place where you pay? Well, there'll be a couple of kiosks on the block. We won't make people walk a whole block to get to one. But um, yes, there will be a meter that services maybe one side of a block um, or half of a block, something of that nature, okay. much like you see in Albany and, and most right, other right, cities now. Right. So th- those will be in the new meters that are when, – when are they going to be in, do you think? Well, we're, we're – through meter by meter, um, changing the guts. Uh, so depending upon the weather and um, whether they're stuck in snowbanks, um, that, that, that'll, okay. <laughs> that'll dictate the that'll, timing. Uh, how are you paying for this? Uh, that's coming out of our budget. Mm. But I was going to say, it might come out of the revenue from parking. Oh, uh, over the long term, yes. Over the long term, it's a net gain. But um, it, it, it's also, uh, you know, cities pay attention to parking because they're Businesses, their restaurants rely on a street, a number of street spots that turn over regularly so that patrons can come to their businesses. And that's what this is really all about. Uh, you know, paying for parking is, is not something anybody likes. Uh, so these updated meters make it easier for people to comply with that. I saw a headline that said that Troy has earned a clean energy community declaration. What does that mean? Well, it means that we've uh, em- employed certain uh, programs and practices uh, that are intended to reduce our carbon footprint. And uh, there's a list of um, of different um, uh, activities that you can undertake to get this designation. And uh, we have done that and we're pursuing others as well. So, for example, about 20 20- – percent of our municipal electric use is now coming from uh, solar and is um, renewable. Um, we're working with um, a solar uh, installation company to, to raise that percentage now, but um, 20 percent of our utilities come from the sun. Mm. Do you have your own solar farms or Yes. Yep, facilities? We do. Yep. The history of Troy, if you will, uh, or the, the name Troy – I, be, I gather from some of the uh, recent news coverage that before Troy was Troy, it was Vanderheiden. And then in 1789, uh, people voted to change the name uh, to Troy. Um, that's true? I, I heard that's true. And, and <laughs> okay. as somebody who struggles with spelling, I'm very grateful they did that. It's a lot easier to spell Troy. Well, that's true. Do you wouldn't? I mean, you weren't there at that meeting. Which no, I was. I was, uh, I was working that. Wonder day. why yeah. they went with Troy. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, I mean, it's a f- well, there's a number of cities in New York that oh, yeah. uh, steal name or borrow names from um, uh, yeah, the Syracuse, old world. So Syracuse, Greece, Athens, Ithaca. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, it, it became uh, Troy uh, uh, back then, and this year. The date of that, I believe, the date they had the vote, was celebrated as Enjoy Troy Day. Yes, it was. Um, This is not a city initiative. This is something that was conceived of and and promoted by a a group of uh, Troy boosters, and I'm absolutely fine with it. I I like anything that promotes Troy and its history. Um, I suspect they were probably just looking for a reason to gather and drink beer, but but I'm okay with that. I think our, our goals aligned I in see. this instance. Uh, in fact, this celebration was held at a tavern. Yes, right? it was, yeah. absolutely, and as most things are so, in Troy. But it's not an official city event in Troy. No, 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 Troy. no. We recognize them with a proclamation, and we uh, declared the day Enjoy Troy Day. All right. So maybe it'll be back next year? I- 
Very good. You've been listening to Talk of the Town on Magic 590, also heard on 100.5, plus two signals in the Glens Falls, Lake George area, 1410 AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Bob Cudmore. Joining us was Patrick Madden, the mayor of Troy. This program will be available soon as a podcast on albanymagic.com and bobcudmore.com.